So everybody's grifting off of Philly looters. This is what we doing today. The grift report starts now. Two, one, boom. Hotep Jesus. Of all the Jesuses I know, he's the hotepiest. Social scientist and YouTube host, Hotep Jesus. How the fuck do you get a name like Hotep Jesus? The one and only Hotep Jesus. Brian Sharp, better known to the world as Hotep Jesus. Hotep Jesus. Hotep Jesus. Hotep, Hotep, Hotep Jesus. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. Somebody said... What do you think you are? Some kind of Hotep Jesus? Ooh, and that's I was good. Just like, ooh, that's sexy. <laughs> yes, I do think I'm Hotep Jesus. What's up, people? Welcome to the Griff Report. I'm your host, Hotep Jesus, the Griff God. Hotep Jesus. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. Welcome to the Griff Report. Without further ado, let's hop right into the topic of the day. Philly looters. This is what people have chosen to uh, give their attention to. So let's see what they're giving their attention to. Well, first, let's go into the first, first culprit of the day. None other than crowd favorite, Uncle Hotep. Hold on. Um, wait, why is it? Why is it? Oh. Oh, okay. It picked the wrong screen. There we go. All right, here we go. So here's your crowd favorite right here. A one Uncle Hotep who has decided to griff off this topic. You know what's funny about this? This this decision to grift. I'm going to show you what's funny about this decision to grift. Let's go ahead and pull this up on your screen. Go ahead, put this up on your screen. Hold on a second. I'm going to take a look at a couple of things here from the crowd favorite. Mm, right here. So it says here, late night with Uncle Hotep. This was streamed 14 hours ago. So somewhere close to midnight, this individual decided to stream about the Philly looters. Not only that, he did a, a one hour and 28 minute stream on Philadelphia looters. He, he, you know, you know, what makes this interesting is the fact that we never hear from Uncle Hotep on a late night. He was late to do the show on Sunday. One of the most inconsistent grifters out there. But as soon as some black people decide to start looting, all of a sudden he finds his way to the computer. I find that absolutely amazing. We are going to be bringing up charges this Thursday at Hotep Court. Make sure y'all tune in at 8 p.m. Uncle Hotep will be brought up for charges, excessive cooning and excessive grifting. Because why would you choose? Hold on, let's let's look at what time this tweet went out. This tweet went out last night at 11.58 p.m. Just about midnight, Uncle Hotep sent this tweet out. Just about midnight. He couldn't help but to grift. At mi I'm asleep at this time, keep in mind. I went to sleep early last night. Could have did anything with this time. Could have got some sleep, prepared for the next day. But at midnight, he has chosen to grift off of this topic. What would compel one to do so? Obviously, because 
He's a coon. And nothing elates him more than reporting on the defunct behavior of a select part of the black community. In this case, Philadelphia. Couldn't help himself. He must be uh, competing with Jason Whitlock for Coon of the Century. Because only Jason Whitlock would stoop to such levels of coonery. I'm just trying to figure out why Uncle Hotep felt compelled to start a stream about the Philadelphia looters last night at midnight. And it has to be because he felt like Coney. Nothing makes him happier than to see black folks do nigga shit. He loves condemning black folks, coming down on them hard. And as he's quoted before, he wants to let go. He wants to spray them with the fire hose. Uncle Hotep has mentioned. This is just facts. So, before we get into this, this tweet, Lululemon, Apple, I think some other store, CVS or something like that, were looted last night. Allegedly, this comes off of a decision that let a police officer off the hook for shooting someone. I don't have the particulars of that case. I really don't give a shit about the particulars of that case, to be honest with you. I can care less. I'm here to call shit straight down the middle. No matter how unpopular it is. Now, many of you know, I support looting. Now, I would not loot. I would not suggest anybody loot, but I support the looters. I support the looters. It's an unpopular opinion. Why do I support the looters? Well, let me go ahead and show you why I support the looters. First, we're going to bring up Lululemon. What did uh, Lululemon participate in this year and many other years? I'll show you right now. Right here. Pride. Pride Month. They thought it would be a good idea to support Pride Month. So these people are definitely not. It says right here, Lululemon came to us looking to develop a message that celebrated the LGBTQ plus community during Worldwide Pride 2019. So as far back as 2019, according to this article, they have supported Pride. Now, the people that are supporting the agenda are now being protected by conservatives on the wrong side of this conversation. Conservatives like, or so-called conservatives like Uncle Hotep. We all know Apple. We all have plenty of reasons to be angry at Apple besides the mining of coal tan and other materials from the African continent that enslaves young children, young black African children. But besides that, they also, I'm sure if we type in Apple pride, see Apple watch pride edition celebrates LGBTQ plus. So they, they released a whole new Apple watch. To celebrate pride. Here it is. There's their pride watch. Right? So if anybody should be angry at these corporations, it should be conservatives. But conservatives can't wait to chastise black people. It's like on the scale, attacking black people is more important than attacking 
big corporations, big corp who push agendas, who push Marxist agendas. So you've chosen to chastise black people and you chose to side with the corporations that push the Marxist agenda. So basically you chose Marxism over patriotism. You chose Marxism over black people. Many people say, oh, it's because they're racist. I don't, I don't want to throw that word around. You know what it is? It's called being an intellectual midget. It's not racism. Racism is the result of being an intellectual midget. So in this same case, this isn't about racism. It's about being intellectual midget. It's about not standing on principle. That's exactly what this is about. People want to talk about how Philly got that way. And we're going to talk about how Philly got that way. But I'd like people to tell me, what have you done recently or what have you championed recently to do for black people in a black community so they no longer feel compelled to loot? What, ha what, what have you lent, even conjecture-wise, what have you lent conjecture-wise that does not involve the government as a solution to black people, as a solution to impoverished communities in predominantly black neighborhoods? What has what has your tongue done? What has your what has the your Twitter fingers done? Has your Twitter fingers said, hey, here's a good idea for the black community? Or do we just get troll comments and sarcasm? You know, because what you'll do is, again, you'll be an intellectual midget and you'll say, well, they need to stop having babies out of wedlock. You'd say shit like that. You know, which is just a small brain, low hanging fruit take. You don't really dive into the things that make communities communities or create a lack of unity in a community. You don't speak towards that, but you're ready to condemn people when they loot and riot. Now, wouldn't bust a grapeism, right? Now, when it was J six, you know, who stood on a principle, Hotep Jesus did. I stood on my principle. I stood with the J sixers because like I said before, I support looters. I support people who are angry at Big Corp and the government. I support those people. You know why? Because I'm the only fucking true patriot out here. And the rest of you are fucking LARPing as patriots. You're LARPing as patriots. You don't give a fuck about people. You don't give a fuck about people. What you care about, you care about your fucking self and making yourself feel good temporarily. You're fucking jerking off. This is intellectual masturbation. That's what's happening here. You don't give a fuck about your country. You don't give a fuck about white people. You don't give a fuck about black people. You don't give a fuck about yourself. Barely. Because if you cared about yourself, you wouldn't be such a fucking intellectual midget. But yet, here you are, ready to condemn black people. But when J6 came around, I stood on my... People say, yo, Hotep Jesus. Even black liberals, Hotep Jesus, you support the J6s as I do. Because I'm on the side of the people. That's never going to change. Whether you're a looter or a J6er, it's never going to change. But when you were angry and you stormed the Capitol and your people went to jail, everybody was up in arms. How dare you give them all these years for such a harmless crime? Here they did. All they did was go in and take some merchandise. It's theft. It's theft. And now you're ready to lock those people up. When QAnon Shaman walked into the Capitol and walked out with a piece of merchandise. You guys found it funny. When QAnon Shaman walked out with that podium in his hand. Do I got to put it on the screen? Let's put it on the screen. Because, you know, people need visuals. 
I don't talk with my hands like Russell Brand. So let me give you some visuals. QE9 Shaman Podium. Let me let me show it to you right here. Let's put this up on the screen. You guys need visual aids. Here he is right here. Let's put this on the screen because everybody needs fucking visual aids and shit. Here he is. Here's your boy. QA9 Shaman. Happy as he walks out with a souvenir from the Capitol. Now, what did I say? I thought this was great. I thought it was absolutely wonderful. Oh, I'm sorry. Lectern guy. Whoever this guy is, right? Walks out with the podium. I'm sorry, QA9 Shaman. Whoever this guy walks out with the podium. I thought it was great. I thought it was hilarious. Okay. You guys did too. But when it's time for him to go to sentences and go to jail, you had his back. Now, a bunch of black people decide to take what they feel they want. It's not funny anymore. All of a sudden it's, oh my God, look at these bad black people. It's called hypocrisy. That's what that is. You're all fucking walking up hypocrites. I want leniency for the J6ers, just like I want leniency for the Philadelphia looters. Again, when you come to the Griff Report, you're going to get shit called straight down the middle. You're going to see consistency and what consistency looks like. We're not following agendas. I am not a prisoner to the party line. Many people are prisoners to the party line, so they have to. And I'm going to show you. Let's go to examples of exasperating being a prisoner to the party line. We're going to go to, uh, you know, one of your favorites, Andy No. Andy No. I really don't like this guy, to be honest with you. Um, and I'd like to tell him about himself and face to face. So I'm not going to say anything about him here. I'll tell him when I see him. Video shared on social media showed BLM writers, rioters celebrating the mass looting in Philadelphia. Now, here's another one of your gay people. You guys are allowed in your movement and you champion and you retweet and you boost. Meanwhile, y'all not supposed to be with the agenda. He's got he's clear as day, got the rainbow flag in his in his name. And y'all still fucking taking reporting from this guy. This guy should have been canceled a long time ago for being a grifter that he is. But anyway. He calls them BLM rioters. BLM rioters. What do these people have in common with BLM? Nothing. Literally nothing. These people have literally nothing in common with BLM. You think these people give a shit about BLM and these rioters? No, these are young kids in Philadelphia who saw an opportunity for a come up by looting Big Corp. Now, when Big Corp loots you, you're upset. But when we loot Big Corp, it's condemn the people. This is absolute hypocrisy. This is egregious. This is very disappointing. And this is consistent. This is not the first time this has happened. Every time we loot, you guys come out with the same bogus ass takes. See here, CVS. They complain about CVS close, closing. I, I, and again, I'm not a big fan of Big Corp. The services provided by CVS should be provided by small business. And, this, and, and large corporations like CVS have destroyed small business, Target, Walmart, all these places have destroyed small businesses. There were studies a decade ago when I was protesting Walmart 
I almost got arrested outside of Walmart a decade ago because I was handing out pamphlets that showed people how Walmart destroys small communities. You have communities in California where they don't even allow Big Corp in. Um, where was uh, Joe Rogan's last studio? Not the one in, in, in Austin, the one, um, the one in Cali. When I was out there, the little town we were in or whatever, there was no Big Corp. It was all mom and pop businesses. And I got great customer service. I got great food. I got great drink. Heather said that's too, too big brain. Yeah. Here it says CNBC reports Target will close nine stores. Fuck Target. We saw what Target did with Pride Month. Now we're worried about Target. Where are we? All right. And then we get this image. All right. This, this is, this is, this is what y'all. Y'all, uh, greatest minds are doing with their time. Let's go to a clip here from Kevin Hart. I've had this in the bag for a while now, and it's just, it's just interesting to see, um, what becomes relevant. Let's take a look at this clip. If you look in the hood, there's liquor stores and check cashing places. You know why? Because they know that the people in the hood aren't smart enough to open up bank accounts. They're going to get a check, they're going to cash it, and it's a liquor store right next to it. Let's just put that around them. Let's also put a bunch of shit that's easy and cash available. We don't want you to gain credit. We want you to be cash driven. That's how we keep the poor poor. It's not until you understand that you get out. If you look in the hood. That's big facts. Let's look at the caption. It says here, um, Kevin Hart says the hood is full of liquor stores and check cash and payday loans, payday loan places because people aren't smart enough to have bank accounts. These celebs get a little bit of money and they think they can comment on planned systemic poverty and financial exploitation. <laughs> He's literally highlighting financial exploitation. He's literally talking about planned systemic poverty. Why can't he talk about that? Why can't he talk about that? Here's another one. Fred Fredicus says uh, a rich black dude from Philly with a literal endorsement and relationship with Chase, one of the most established traditional banks around talking like this, mistaking intelligence for literal banking absence instead of leveraging what he has to do something about his concern is sick. This is why we can't get nowhere, because when somebody speaks some sense, you don't speak to the argument. You speak to the person and how much money they have and how much success and always oh, got to deal with Chase. You guys know I don't fuck with Chase, but I don't give a fuck if he's got to deal with Chase or not. What he's saying is the truth. Right. They're going to cash it, and it's a liquor store right next to it. Let's just put that around them. Let's also put a bunch of shit that's easy and cash available. We don't want you to gain credit. We want you to be cash driven. That's how we keep the poor poor. It's not until you understand that you get out. Because they know that the people in the hood aren't smart enough to open up bank accounts. I don't see what he said was wrong. I don't see what he said was wrong. He didn't call anybody stupid. He just said, you're not smart enough to open a bank account. And 
opening a bank account is a very risky thing. It is. It's a very risky thing when you don't have money. Opening a bank account is a very risky thing when you're living check to check. It's a very risky thing. And, and how do I know this? I know this from my own experience. I know this from my own experience. <laughs> what happens with your overdraft fee? Familiar home human just typed it. Overdraft fees. Bingo. What happens when you're broke? You put your money in the bank, right? Pay your bills and you make a mistake and you draw too much money. Bank puts you in the negative. Now you know a hundred. Now you owe a hundred dollars, right? So now you're like, oh shit, I owe a hundred dollars. I don't have the hundred dollars to pay that back. So now I have to grussle that hundred dollars up. And then what happens the next month? Well, not only do you have the overdraft fee, now you have to pay an interest fee on the fact that you didn't pay back that $100. And this compounds over time. At which point you go, fuck that bank account. You go, fuck that bank account. How do I know this? Because I was there. I did this. This was my life. I was never taught banking. And we can place blame wherever that may be. But the fact of the matter is, is opening a bank account needs a certain amount of education. It needs a certain amount of education before you even open one because you might fall into the trap of owing the bank. Now, what happens when you owe the bank a thousand dollars because you couldn't pay back the last hundred dollars? Or, you know, what's even worse? Let's say you got direct deposit. You got direct deposit. And now the bank docks that hundred dollars from your direct deposit and now you're short on another bill so now that other bill is charging you interest for the lack of your ability to pay your bills now you're really in a quandary so what you say is you'll say well fuck that banking system i'm going to use the check cashing place and the check cashing place takes their you know one to three percent whatever it may be and i've used those places before but they're right the check cashing places are in the hood now we can go around pointing the finger at how all these things came to be, but all, but, but the fact of the matter is these things are like this. This is just how things are. We can talk about how to fix those problems, but nobody talks about that. Nobody talks about how to fix these problems. They always just go, look at them looting. Look at them looting. <laughs> Bunch of walking fucking hypocrites. The whole lot of them. And, and, you know, quite frankly, it's pretty disgusting. It's pretty disgusting that people want to condemn Philadelphia looters, but um, want to do nothing about the uh, systemic problem of poverty in America. You know, then, then, then they'll make the argument for you. They'll say, look at all these illegals coming across the border. They're taking jobs from black Americans. Okay, so if you import 100,000 people to one city and 100,000 to another city and 100,000 to another city and you're displacing the people in an area with jobs, then you tell them, go get a job. <laughs> is it Uchi Wally Wally or is it one Mike? 
you telling them to get a job, but at the same time, you told them they couldn't get a job because the illegals took their jobs. Because the illegals got benefits. Because the illegals got scooters, housing, checks, vouchers. And then when the black community says, hey, you know, we want reparations for the situation that we've been put in by the United States government, there's a whole ton of pushback. And I'm not a pro-reparations guy. But if we're going to give money to Ukraine, total of 70 billion, if we're going to find all types of amenities for illegals, why can't the poor of Philadelphia get some? Why are we not looking at what happens when we do get funding? Like when $100 million goes into North Public Schools and disappears. Or when millions of dollars go into Baltimore schools and they still can't read. These are the issues that need to be discussed and nobody wants to discuss them. They just want to say, aha, aha, look, look what the Democrats did. Aha, look at this. Aha, look at that. And then when the people react from the result of pure negligence of the government or purposeful um, disaster creation, purposeful destruction, you say, look at them, look at them looting. You mean look at them surviving? And then AOC made a point. She said, you know, their families want to eat. And then people make all these memes and go, yeah, they're going to eat the iPhone. They're going to eat Lululemon. They're going to eat these things. It's just so, it's so intellectually obtuse to say that AOC is wrong. AOC ain't exactly a genius, but if you're stupider than AOC, there's a problem here. Oh, this is a real hotel, brother. It's a real problem here if you're more intellectually obtuse than AOC because she's not the smartest chick on the block. Of course they're not eating the iPhone. Of course they're not eating Lululemon. They're going to be sold and traded for cash to meet the needs. Arbitrage. Hustling. The Grussell. But it's all for clicks. It's all for show. Let's make fun of AOC. Let's not use our brain. I don't want to use my brain. I want to keep my brain as small as possible and just say they can't eat iPhones. Because I don't know what happens after somebody steals an iPhone. You think somebody steals an iPhone and just keeps it? No, they sell it, you moron. They sell it. Somebody steals a MacBook, they sell it. For a fraction of the price. It's a come up. Helps them pay bills. Helps them survive. Now you can talk about, you know, the irresponsible things they do with money. At the very least, they definitely going to buy some food. They definitely going to buy some food with that money. Everybody likes to talk about, you know, fried chicken and all of that. And crab legs. Well, that's what they're going to do. They're going to buy some fried chicken and they're going to buy some, some crab legs with that money. So let's not act like the looting does not turn into them. Purchasing food. And I saw that stuff on my Twitter timeline and I didn't pay it no mind because I don't get involved. I don't I don't mix with intellectual midgets. Because I don't like to be confused with them. 
I stay in my intellectual box. I talk about the things that I deem important. And that's not to say that, you know, what everybody else talks about is not important, because I think there are many things that are discussed that are important. Sonny Johnson talks about a lot of things I have no interest in, but I do know her work is extremely important, and she has my, my support 100%. So we all got to take a look at all different sorts of things. It might be one person that looks at engineering, computer science. I'm looking at banking, CBDCs, crypto. Somebody may be looking at the automotive industry, AI, sewing. <laughs> All these things are deemed important. But when you turn on your, your, your Twitter, you know what you see? You see a bunch of sixth graders running around making fun of each other. For clicks, for Elon bucks. And then we and then and then and then after the day is done. We wake up the next morning and go, why is our country the way it is? Because you act like fucking sixth graders. You act like fucking children. Nobody's having adult conversations. None of you. None of you are having adult conversations. You're all like, oh, Biden called LL Cool J a boy. What? What are we talking about? And now I look at the video and he corrects himself. And now y'all got me defending Biden and I don't even like Biden. But he corrects himself. He literally corrects himself in the same clip. But y'all, okay, so let's say he does call him a boy. Now all of a sudden y'all care about racism. Now all of a sudden y'all care about black people. But you got no black agenda and we shouldn't have a black agenda. But how dare Joe Biden call that man a boy? Okay, he did. What are you going to do about it now? Nothing. You're just going to complain about it. Why? It, 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 the answer is quite simple. The only reason why you're complaining about Biden being a boy, calling calling LL Cool J a boy or Biden being racist, is to absolve yourself of any elements of racism. Because you're tired of being labeled to racism. You want to say, look, no, he's the racist. Instead of focusing on the more important things in life, you guys want to displace blame to somebody else. It's really what it comes down to. You want to just say, oh, no, look, they're the real racists. And they may be. And they may be. And they may be. However, the rest of your work doesn't show that you care about that issue of racism. You ask somebody. I remember I had an interview. I spoke about this before. I had an interview with this young cat. He was up there vaping during the stream. I didn't mind it so much other than this, the noise in my ear while I'm talking and he's sucking this thing in pause. And I tell him about racism I experienced. And then I pulled a mental trick on him. Because after I told him about the racism I experienced in life, he said, I don't believe that. There's no way you saw racism. And being the uh, witty character that I am, I said, no, these were Democrats. He goes, oh, okay, 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 okay. Wait, hold on. So when I said there was racism, you immediately felt some sense of guilt and wanted to absolve yourself. But once I absolved you of guilt and placed it on Democrats, now all of a sudden there is racism. But when I said there was racism, I never applied any political ideology to it. But as soon as I said it was Democrats, everybody breathes easy. Because racism shouldn't be talked about unless we can use it as a political weapon against our allies. This is really what it comes down to. Intellectual midgets on both the left and the right. 
You got intellectual midgets arguing with intellectual midgets. And then wonder why Congress does what it does, why the ruling elite does what it does. Powers that be, the oligarchs, all this shit. I want y'all to do better. I want y'all to stand on principle. You with us, the people, or are you with the banks? Are you with us, the people, or are you with Big Corp? Are you with us or are you with Apple? Are you with us or are you with Lululemon? Who are you with? The people or Big Corp that screws you over and pushes the rainbow agenda to your kids? Whose side do you want? Let me go to the chat. Let me go to the chat. And then we're going to go to the next topic. And anybody want to argue about this phone line will be open in about an hour. I'm sorry, half hour. We're going to open up phone lines at 3 PM. You can call in, you can argue, discuss, whatever, whatever. Shout out to Renee, Steph, Kamar. What up, Kamar? Dwight Baldwin, Emmanuel Presley, Don Day, Felix Gamble. What up, people? What up, people? Uh, all right, let's go to the next story today. We're going to look at um, DNA, mRNA, technology, and DNA. Let's put this on your screen. Right. Everybody's arguing about looters and all this other shit. Now, let's talk about this. Early 2023, this is from Robin Minotti. Early 2023, genomic scientist Kevin McKernan made an accidental discovery while running an experiment in his Boston lab. McKernan used some vials of mRNA Pfizer and uh, Moderna COVID vaccines as controls. He was shocked to find that they were allegedly contaminated with tiny fragments of plasmid DNA. McKernan, who has 25 years experience in his field, ran the experiment again, confirming that the vials contained up to, in his opinion, 80 to 70 times more DNA contamination than the legal limits allowed by the European Medicines Agency, EMA, and the FDA. 18 to 70 times more DNA contamination than the legal limits allowed in Europe. In particular, McKernan was alarmed to find the presence of an SV40 promoter in the, in the Pfizer vaccine vials. This is a sequence that is used to drive DNA into the nucleus, especially in gene therapies. McCartney explains this is something the regulatory agencies around the world have specifically said is not possible with the mRNA vaccines. Now, McCartney, Dr. Buckholtz, and other scientists are calling for urgent research to test whether the DNA contamination is lingering in the cells of mRNA vaccinated people and whether the human genome has in fact been altered by mRNA COVID vaccines. go to the next story because you know y'all want to y'all y'all worried about you know philadelphia looters and 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 what biden said knowing biden brain don't even work meanwhile shit like that is happening y'all not saying nothing I ain't saying nothing i ain't saying nothing your leaders ain't say nothing matter of fact your leaders got jabbed 
your favorite influencers on the right all got jabbed. All of them. All of them. There's a handful here and there that has claimed pure blood. If they worked for TV, they got the jab. Ben Shapiro got the jab. So I'm sure many people of Daily Wire got the jab. Who else was forcing a jab on their employees in so-called independent right-wing media? Also culpable in the agenda. Oh, but let's talk about Philadelphia looters. Oh, these people stole from Apple. These people stole from Apple. These motherfuckers are fucking changing your DNA and you're worried about a fucking iPhone that's insured. The hell are you talking about? What's wrong with y'all? I'm going to show you something else. Look at this. Let me show you something else. Justin, this was yesterday. I didn't even talk about this yesterday. CIA secretly escorted Dr. Fauci into agency HQ to influence its COVID origins investigation, according to information gathered by the select subcommittee. Then they got the link right here, oversighthouse.gov. In regards to these allegations, I don't know if they're true or not. I mean, I believe they are true, but that it remains to be seen. Just to show you how murky shit is out here. Chia op, Charlie Indigo Alpha op. Now we, now many people in the Hotep community knew about this already. We knew that it was an op. We know it was an op. We didn't need nobody to tell us. The Hotep's been warned you. Shit was an op. Let's go to the next story. So Gary Gensler's in uh, House Financial Committee today. I didn't watch it. I just didn't feel compelled to watch it. I just thought it wouldn't be important because I know how most of these things go with the financial people and um, they're just going to fucking lie and dodge questions. But let's take a look at this. Do you believe the vast majority of digital assets meet the investment contract test and are therefore securities operating illegally outside of the U.S. regulatory umbrella? As I've said, many of these assets are basically the public is anticipating Sir, profits is that a based yes? on the efforts of others. Is the answer then yes? Again, without prejudging anyone, I do think that the significant Reclaiming majority my time. are I'll take it as a yes. Contracts. And to be clear, sir. See, this is what I'm talking about. That's why I don't watch these hearings, because Gary Gensler's never going to fucking say anything substantial. He's not going to answer the questions. He's going to fucking tiptoe and dance. I didn't even watch this clip yet, and I knew that's what he was going to do. This is how well I know Gary Gensler and the rest of these fucking financial types. Because they've been doing this for fucking centuries. This perspective has nothing to do with a concern you noted in a speech last year, where you said, quote, Over the past year, several bank executives have shared their concerns with me about the sheer number of depositors who have moved money from their bank accounts into crypto-related exchanges and wallets. End quote. Right? The concern that those bank executives raised was that there's again I reclaim my time were getting no, hurt. I've asked market. you to answer the questions as short as I can so I can use the time I have and you Oh, the customers were getting hurt. The customers were getting hurt. Give a fuck about customers, motherfucker. It's clear that you would like to avoid They don't give a fuck about customers. Answering the questions, in my opinion. 
An Obama appointed judge in the Southern District of New York, a bank friendly jurisdiction where you bring most of your cases, recently found that decentralized financial technology, quote, not only removes the so-called middlemen from these transactions, but it also allows users to interact through a variety of methods in an easy and efficient manner. And now you heard what he said there. Crypto removes the middlemen. Conservatives being brainwashed and indoctrinated just like the left. I have no idea what cryptocurrency is. Don't use it. Don't want to use it. They talk bad against it. Meanwhile, it's a tool for fucking freedom. It's a tool to release them from the clutches of the Federal Reserve. And they can't keep up. And they're telling you right here. It removes the middleman. It's telling you exactly why. End quote. The court also said underwriters like the ones at banks where you work, sir, are, quote, precisely, precisely the types of individual roles that decentralized exchanges were designed to eliminate. End quote. Mr. Gensler, can you assure this committee that your style of regulation by harassment towards digital asset innovation is to the benefit of every American and not driven by your desires to protect industry incumbents? Facts. Let's play that last part one more time so y'all can hear him clearly of what's, what exactly Gary is up to. Can you assure this committee that your style of regulation by harassment towards... By harassment is key word. Because that's what they've been doing, harassing all the exchanges. Digital asset innovation is to the benefit of every American and not driven by your desires to protect industry incumbents? This is a field that's rife with fraud and manipulation, and I'm, I'm looking at... Oh, this is a fail rife with fraud and manipulation. Meanwhile, the whole banking industry is rife with fraud and manipulation and they're regulated to shit and we still get shit out of them. After the American investors who've been hurt by the crypto. Yeah. I'll, I'll reclaim my hurt by the crypto. So I'll make this plain and simple for everyone to understand. If you never let your child fall down will they know how to get up will they know how to deal with pain will they learn how to walk we have to allow consumers to fail in order to learn their lesson but no they want somebody to protect them and baby them and what this does it actually cripples children aka cripples consumers you have to ex allow people to fail and make mistakes People lose money in the stock market all the time. It's regulated to hell. People have to have the option of losing their money. Just a fact of the matter is, if you get scammed out your money, everybody knows about the Nigerian scammers and all of that. If you get scammed because you sent some money to a prince, if the prince said, yo, send me a thousand dollars, I seen ten thousand dollars back, I bet you won't do it again after you find out you didn't get your ten thousand dollars. Gotta learn your lesson. But they don't want consumers to become smart. Because if consumers learn their lessons, consumers become smart. And then sooner or later they're gonna realize, wait, hold on. Y'all screwing us too. My time. Scammers. Mr. Gensler, despite your years of rhetoric, like today. Yeah, hit the like button. Please, everybody hit the like button. Let's juice up the stream, jig the algo. I'm convinced you are not an impartial regulator. Instead, it's clear that you are working to consolidate your own power, even though it means crushing opportunities for everyday Americans and frankly, the financial future of this country. 
Even the federal courts are highlighting the damage you, sir, are doing to our constituents, and they're telling you that you don't have the legal authority to accomplish your goal of squashing competition in the financial markets. Congress has been telling you that, too. Now, Mr. Gensler, I believe our great financial system is the definition of freedom in this country. And congressional policies must provide room for the traditional financial system to evolve alongside the disruptive digital asset ecosystem. That said, it cannot be understated that a common theme throughout your career, sir, is your relentless loyalty to the largest financial institutions at the clear expense of innovation, competition, and everyday Americans. I yield back. I suspect some large financial institutions would not agree back. with that. There's no question, uh, sir. I've I'm going to show you something really fast, just in case you've never seen it before. Many of you have seen it already. Put this image on your screen right here. It's none other than um, SBF, FTX founder and CEO, Sam Bakeman fried with none other than who? Maxine Waters, Miss Maxine Waters, who would like to cripple the crypto industry. Here she is proudly taking a picture with SBF. Here they are. I think that's his dad right there on the right, too. Right. They want to use this guy that they were taking pictures with a year ago. This guy right here who helped Democrats win their election. This guy right here who's in, in, under investigation for money laundering and pushing money to, the, to, to political contributions. This guy right here, Sam Bankman fraud, as you see here, posed with Maxine Water with his arm around her. They want to use this guy to be the fall guy. That's why it looks like a huge setup, looks like a huge op. They want to use this guy as the fall guy to make crypto look bad. When a guy wasn't even dealing in crypto. Sam Bankman fried was not dealing in crypto. He's t what he was doing was he was practicing common banking practices. What are common banking practices? It's simple. Leveraging deposits. You take my deposit and you lend it to somebody else. But when I call up and ask for my money back, you better have my money back. And that was the issue. Somebody called to run on it and said they don't actually have the assets they say they have. Come to find out they over leveraged the capital, over leveraged the deposits while they were running their operation of a gambling website for politics on the other um, irresponsible things they've done with capital. So Gary Gensler did admit today that uh, the SEC um, is not calling crypto a security. Uh, crypto also is not money. I'll show you. I'll show you my tweet in regards to that right now. Hold on. Here we go. Now, obviously, this follows Gresham's law. It says the failure of cryptocurrency to become money is not the fault of crypto of the cryptocurrency industry. It is the fault of the central banking cartel. People will always use the cheapest form of payment as money and hoard those of greater value. USD equals cheap. Crypto equals gold. Crypto is not being used as a form of money because people believe more in crypto than they do the United States dollar. That's why people are moving USD to crypto. In fact, if you speak to any honest 
financial um, advisor, he'll tell you that because of inflation, it makes no sense to keep your money in a savings account because you lose about 2% a year due to inflation. So you have to take your money and put it somewhere else. That's how shitty the USD is, that you have to move it into other assets. And that's what the establishment does. I saw another politician make a, a remark today in this hearing where he mentions, um, he says, uh, the money is so bad that Democrats, when they're bribed, don't even accept USD or cash. They accept gold as payment. And we saw that last week with Senator Menendez from New Jersey, where he was getting gold bribes from uh, Egypt and Egyptian, Egyptian officials or individuals or whoever those uh, parties may be. But gold, he said, no, I don't want no cash. You give me gold. I want gold bars. So I thought that was pretty, um, pretty witty take by that politician that said that in the hearing today. Because it's true. It's true. Democrats getting paid off. We didn't hear nothing about that. We didn't hear nothing about that. Matter of fact, it was more backlash. There was more backlash for Philadelphia looters than a United States senator looting his own country. A senator, a sitting senator, caught with gold bars from a foreign country and is now being um, indicted for bribery. This is treason of the highest order. Y'all yeah, more mad at Philadelphia looters looting Lululemon. Lulu fucking lemon. Some leggings over a politician taking bribes. Y'all yeah, retarded. Fucking retarded. Let's go to the next topic. Um, so we're going to move into our Syscoin financial update of the day. A couple of things we got to cover here. First things first, World Economic Forum has entered the conversation of CBDCs. Says we will mourn its passing, talking about cash. Believes only 9% of all payments will be made with cash by 2028. And then this fat fuck you see on your screen right here. Uh, his name is uh, Augustin Carstens. He's the GM for the Bank of International Settlements. This fat fuck right here. He had some, some things to say. About CBDCs. So the Bank of International Settlements has entered the conversation. I'm going to go and take a look at his full speech, his speech in entirety. They have a transcript right here. And obviously I went in and made my highlights. because I keep my eye on these fucking sleazy slithering fucks. While y'all keeping your eye on fucking Lululemon. Fucking retarded lot of you. Um, and I'm going to keep coming back to that too. Because that shit's fucking retarded. Um... Just want to make sure this fits on your screen well. So when I go through this, you guys can follow along. Keep in mind, if you want to get in the airdrop, money falling out the sky. Syscoin airdrop link is in the description box below. Join our Telegram group. When you get into the Telegram group, hit the pin message. Pin message will give you all instructions so you can participate in the launch of some new technology. And uh, basically get paid to uh, participate in this program, this campaign that we're launching. Shout out to the Syscoin squad. So Bank of International Settlements talk about legitimacy, privacy, integrity, as if they should be any purveyor of uh, integrity. 
says here, a uh, key role of the central banks is to provide money for society. <laughs> so you're going to see a lot of just bullshit in this, in this speech of his, the key role of central banks, the key role of central banks is to steal money from a society. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. That's the key role of a central bank. Okay. To steal money from a society. How do they do that? They do it via inflation. Let's continue. So it says here, central banks play a pivotal role in ensuring the, the public's trust in money. Well, if their job is to ensure the public's trust in money, they've done a really shitty job. Because nobody really trusts their fucking money. We only use it because they've created a monopoly. And we're going to get to that in a second. It says here, central banks create trust in several ways. Trust. They regulate and supervise the payment system. They control the economy's unit of account. Uh, where's Jonah at? Jonah, what's the quote they said? I care not who makes its laws. I think it was Adam Weishaupt said, I care not who makes its laws if I control the money. So they control the money. Correct. Um, and of course they want to mitigate against potential bank runs, basically saying we don't have the money and we don't want people coming to ask for their money back. That's what this means. Mitigates against potential bank runs is basically saying not allowing people to get their money back. They're worthless money of all money. They call themselves a defender of the value of money. Now, if we look at where interest, I'm sorry, where, um, the dollar was, at 1913 to now, you'll see how they have been nothing of the sort of a defender of the value of money. In fact, they've been a menace to the value of money. Continues and he says here, people want their money to be digital and programmable. First of all, I don't know who the fuck asked for digital programmable money. These motherfuckers don't even know what programmable money is. So I don't know how people could want something they don't understand. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. I try to tell people what the fuck programmable money is, and they've never heard of it. So I don't know how the hell he's going to come up here and say people want something that they don't even know what the fuck it is. So right there is gaslighting. So that's gaslighting right there. Says the private sector has sought to meet the demands by issuing new forms of private money. Examples include. Now, wait, hold on. Um, I'm sorry. I got to mix in the, I got to, I got to jump over to the world economic forum article before we come back to that article. So in the world economic forum article, make sure we fix this on your screen so you can see it. They say, um, okay. Um, basically what they're saying is, they're attacking banks. So World Economic Forum is basically attacking banks in this article. And they're saying anytime you do a current transaction, there's an opportunity for your bank to say no. And that is true. Again, they say we will mourn its passing. And they say that um, the fact that crypto is uh, untraceable could attract criminals. So they want to punish us for the work of criminals. They compared a digital currency system. They said should not mimic the Wild West. Basically, what they're saying is the Wild West was the highest level of freedom this country has had. If you guys haven't gone down that rabbit hole, they make the Wild West seem like it was this violent place. When you go do the studies, it was actually one of the most peaceful times and and, um, and areas in the country. 
because of its so-called lawlessness. See, people think law brings order. Lawlessness actually brings order because now you got to second guess if you should try these people or not, because everybody in the saloon is strapped and it will blow a hole in your head if you try something stupid. So communities were very tight knit and hard to penetrate um, in the Wild West and you couldn't really corrupt them. Um, if the private sector, it says right here, look at the World Economic Forum says here, it says if the private sector could deliver a truly cash like product itself, then we wouldn't need this debate. Right. But the private sector has created a cash like product. The issue is coming back to what I told you before. Crypto can't be money because the USD is so shitty. This USD is so shitty that people rather spend the USD than to spend crypto. So it's not the fault of the private sector. It's the fault of the public sector. And what does he say here? The private sector has sought to meet these demands by issuing new forms of private money. So while the World Economic Forum is saying the private sector has done nothing, Bank of International Settlements acknowledges what the private sector has done. Says here, so they're contradicting themselves in some ways. Examples include unbacked currencies and stable coins. While they have achieved some popularity as speculative investments, these financial instruments are not money. And that's true. I just explained to you why they're not money because the USD is so shitty, but they could be money. They do not offer the backing and protection of the central bank. Now, when grip, when, 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 when uh, Grand Theft Auto comes out, I think the cryptocurrency industry is going to see something they've never seen before. Cause I believe I heard a rumor that Grand Theft Auto is going to be operating off of cryptocurrency and the money you make in game is going to turn into real game. And that stuff's going to be transactable. Like we saw with, um, uh, what was that game with the orcs and all of that um, that came out back in the day? That was like the first form of cryptocurrency where game money was actually being traded in the real world. Um, anyway, they did not offer backing and protection of the central bank. So what he's saying is the cryptocurrency is dangerous because they don't have the backing and protecting of a central bank. They don't have a regulatory and supervisory framework and they don't have access to the central bank as a lender of resort. Or guarantee finality of payments. Now, this is his this is his ignorance coming into play because if anything, cryptocurrency does well is guaranteeing the finality of payments. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotep Jesus. It's very great at that. I've shown you guys that when I sent you guys Syscoin. So I, I, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Again, these people talk about shit that they've never even seen before. Okay. They, they don't they know anything about blockchain technology, distributed ledger technology. There's nothing about this stuff, how this stuff works or anything. So they just say shit, right? So somebody's going to have to correct him. He's probably going to have to retract that statement at some point in his life if he does it all. So again here, it says regulatory and supervisory framework, access to a central bank. So basically what he's saying is if crack gets sold in the park, I want in. That's what he's basically saying. Because we don't exist, they shouldn't exist. That's really what he's saying. And again, as he talks about the CBDC, what does he talk about? He said it could exist alongside cash, offering the public a digital alternative to banknotes and coins. It could deepen. What's his first point? Financial fucking inclusion. Financial fucking inclusion. Every time they turn around, it's financial fucking inclusion. That's their selling point. Shut the fuck up. Anyway, um, and again, they're going to continue to use that as a selling point, and it's going to be one of their biggest selling points going into um, 
the establishment of CBDC here. It says here, legal frameworks must also advance. So um, really what it is, is it's a push by the World Economic Forum um, to push regulation. They want to push people to regulation. And um, Bank of International Settlements, IMF, they're all pushing towards. Um, so, for example, it says right here on this um, coindesk.com, it says uh, the headline here reads, countries should set up a legal framework to support CBDC. So basically what the Bank of International Settlements is saying is, A, make this shit legal so we can start our world domination. That's pretty much what they're saying. Um. Now, look at this. Look at this line right here. He says, without the law, money cannot function. Oh, my fucking God. Without the law, money cannot function. <laughs> it should read with the law, money cannot function. <laughs> That's how that shit should read. So, again, just blanket blanket statements that are that go against reason and logic. Most fundamentally, the legitimacy of, uh, of a CBDC will be derived from the legal authority of the central bank to issue it. So, again, pushing for legal authority, legal precedent. Let's push this ahead. Um, then they talk about privacy. Let's talk about let's look what they say about privacy, because they have a whole section here on privacy. He says, let me start with privacy, because that's everybody's big concern. Right. Most countries have laws to protect people's personal data. These laws set out what governments and the private sector may or may not do in relation to the collection, storage and use of personal information. OK, they reflect a social consensus and the protections and the limits on privacy. Notice he says limits on privacy. So there are limits to privacy. So there's so what they're going to do is when they sell this thing, they're going to say this is a privacy coin. But then there's a star next to the term privacy. And then you have to go down to the bottom and read the fine print. The fine print will say, well, here are the limits on that said privacy. I just want you to keep in mind there's only two paragraphs here on privacy. And they're not even full paragraphs. It says here, these laws establish strong privacy protections, but also limits to that privacy. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. If, it, if it's got limits, is it privacy? If it has limits, is it privacy? I think not. We see the operation of some of those limits when we consider the safeguards that currently exist around the use of cash in the formal economy. Now, cash is the ultimate form of uh, limitless privacy. To a certain extent, I mean, there are ways to track cash transactions. Um... And uh, I think the FBI does some, I think they have a division on tracking some of that stuff there. Um, integrity. They had the nerve to have a, 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 a section on integrity. It says, why? Because government's concerned to ensure that these transactions are not being conducted in order to launder the proceeds of crime. So again, using criminals as an excuse to punish the rest of us. Proceeds of crime. And really the big crime is the fact that so when they say launder, what they're basically saying is you're hiding tax money. We need a piece of your income and you're hiding that. So we have to throw you in jail because we've already got a cartel established in this country, which means that we got to get paid. 
out of all the transactions that happen in this country our, that are in our, under our jurisdiction. It's just a form of cartelization. So AML is actually, um, it's criminal. AML laws are criminal. AML laws are criminal and unconstitutional and should not exist. Also, what constitutes a crime? Who gets to say what a crime is and what isn't? And what constitutes a crime is ever-changing. As we see, marijuana has changed as to, you know, what is a crime and what not. And a lot of police precincts aren't even enforcing um, marijuana crimes in their state. <sighs> a lot of work to do. A lot of work to do. Let's go to the phone lines. I'm going to open up phone lines. Y'all can call in. Text the number 202-596-5631 with Hotep in your name. 202-596-5631 with Hotep in your name. And uh, we'll get to you guys on the phone lines. Please do not cut the line. When I call your name, you can go ahead and call in. And I'll be right back after this short, brief commercial break.